Switch, please! The show where we talk about video games. <laughs> I'm Ashley. I'm Gus. I'm Adam. And I'm Alfredo. And this episode is brought to you by Audible and MeUndies. We'll talk about both of our sponsors more in a little bit. They are two of my favorites, so I'm very excited about those. Pretty happy. Uh, but it's been a couple weeks since we recorded an episode. Technically, there was an episode that came out last week, but it was pre-recorded because last week was the live event week, so there was this whole big thing, so we recorded the week before, so it's actually been two weeks since we all got together. It's been longer for me. I've been gone for a while. You've been gone super long. I mean, you did pop in with that cameo about in. what you're yeah. playing and how we're wasting your time. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot for stealing someone's question. Oh, yeah. Look, we, was... we do what we can to waste your time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's oh, I that's, like, that's like my mission in <laughs> so, life. Is so I was happy to hear that you were time. playing Darkest Dungeon. Someone else there didn't get to ask a question because of that question. Yeah, so it's true. Oh, well. How are you going to live with that? Pretty easily. Yeah. Pretty easily. How was that event? You have fun? It was good, yeah. Yeah, Alfredo was there too. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Uh, you guys, you you went, you were talking to uh, programmers, you're going through full sale, getting uh, into game development. Not necessarily programmers. People also artists, like, yeah. animators. Yeah. yeah. We're trying to make movies, all kinds of things and just in the social media. That's really cool. All kinds of things in the social media? Yeah. I'm mixing words. <laughs> buzzwords. Yeah. Content. Uh, there's, there's all the buzzwords. Yeah. I'm sure there's a million of them. Yeah, so, it, was, it was good though. We uh, met a lot of people and uh, ooh, some talks. That's Sorry. great. Yeah. Blast zone out here. That's great. And w what have you been playing? I mean, I, I guess we've this is we got a lot to talk about here. Since it's been so yeah. long. It's been a, it's been a hefty hefty gaming week. <laughs> yeah, still been playing Darkest Dungeon. Uh, finally finished my ultra hard playthrough of Horizon Zero Dawn, which I'm very happy about. Was that, was that a pain in the ass? It wasn't that bad. So you're are you platinumed now? Yeah, I was already platinumed, but, but then they added more achievements. Yeah, or, or and you did all the you did all the DLC achievements yeah. other than okay. Can you Damn. get like once you've got the platinum, they're they're not going to take it away. Right, you still have it, but you don't have hundred percent of the game. Right. The trophy, so I had to like, and that was what I wanted. I wanted to go back and re hundred percent it. It would be nice if they could give you a re platinum, like yeah. you get like a little like an extra star or like just you know a little spit well, polish the thing, on the platinum. The thing I didn't got. understand was like so the last two I needed were complete an ultra hard. Uh, playthrough on New Game Plus and complete a New Game Plus playthrough. So I just did all at once. Yep. Uh, getting the ultra hard New Game Plus playthrough was a silver trophy and not a not a gold. Why? I was like, that seems like that should be a gold, but whatever. I get it. I'm getting very resentful of trophies right now. Why is that? Final Fantasy X still. Oh God. Mm. Yeah. So I, I ended up writing a journal about still this because I train. just I needed to express <laughs> my frustration. I'm getting through it. I am getting through it, but. Uh, Last time we talked about this, I was probably, I was just starting the grind, I think. So at the time, I was probably like 80, 90 hours in. I'm at 160 now. Oh, jeez. And it's 100%, <laughs> like, it's been 100% grind for so, that entire period of time. I spent the equivalent of two full work weeks playing the grind. No, oh, no, I see. You did just, that just the, the grind. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Like, that's what I've done with my life. So like eight to five for two weeks. Monday to Friday. Doing like I basically doing the same fight over and over and over. It'll and over again. amount to something someday. Yeah, I'm almost done. <laughs> I'm almost done. One of the one of the best moments of my life, like the whole like pushing the baby out, or I'm assuming wow. that, that well, this okay. is exactly how painful is you know actual mm. pregnancy is. Mm -hmm. I haven't tried that yet, but uh, it's definitely can't be more painful than this, right? How many more hours do you think you need? Five. Oh. Shit. I'm that close. You're, you're gonna do it today, then. Uh, uh, I'm. I might. Yeah. I took some time out because I've been playing Kingdom Come Deliverance, which we'll talk about um, more in a few minutes. Uh, and also, um, I've been playing uh, Subsurface Circular. We. I got an early code for it. Um, it's coming out for the Switch. It's uh, Mike Bithell's new game. Okay. So you know, this, he was the dude who made Thomas's Alone. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just got such a really cool narrative style. So the when we got the code, I was like, I need to check this out. It's already been on mobile and You said Steam. he was the dude who made Thomas Was Alone, he was right? He the dude. Okay. I thought you said the douche for a second. I got dude out of it. That's why I looked. That's why I looked at you weird when you were talking. I was like, what? I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I was I, like, I recall just this liking sure. this because when we when we played that for Game Club, I was like, I thought we all liked it, but maybe. Okay. No, 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 no. That, that's all. Oh, I, I, I misheard. Okay. I misheard. Damn. Miscommunication. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've taken some time out of the grind to play a couple of other things at least, but no, I'm very very close. One of the big things was I've. You know, I showed you that big ass sphere grid. Mm-hmm. You have to go through mm-hmm. and complete every single thing, and you have to fill in all the empty spots with spots, and then fill them in. Uh, and I finally did it with my first character. So now it's all the other characters are just following basically through that path. And uh, the only annoying thing is that there's I have to get about 50 of this one type of activation, and every monster I fight, I have to get 50 for each character. And there's this one monster I fight where when I defeat him, I get two. Mm. So each character is about Jesus. is like twenty five yeah. fights, and so I've got it's going to be like another hundred fights that uh, the fight lasts like a minute and a half, two minutes each. Oh, okay. So I'm get I'm very close now. Uh, it was just getting through the initial filling and out. Of is the it easy to find that monster to fight? Oh yeah, he's in this. Uh, he's in what's called the monster arena, so I can fight him at will. Oh, okay. So it's easy, just it's constant. It would suck if it's like a random encounter thing and you have to like walk around to find it. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've been binging Futurama just to have something yeah, to entertain me while I'm like essentially just doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over. I'm like through like season five. Jesus. Or wait, no, I'm, am I on season? I'm on the season that came back and they were like, look at us being back. I'm on that season. Hmm. Uh, so. See, I'll spam like doing public events, but things like that and like the loot cave, I can't. Like my, t- this is too much. I I shouldn't be doing this to myself. I really shouldn't. Yeah. I'm worried that it's going to tarnish my view of Final Fantasy X. I'm forever. sure it is. Yeah. yeah. But I'll have the platinum. God. I promised myself I would get it, and I You'll don't. A, like a I just Vita don't platinum. want to. Like, <laughs> look, it counts. It still counts. Uh, and then I can do Final Fantasy X too. No, that's oh, crazy, man. There was one other game I want to hop in real fast that, yeah. I, that I did play. Uh, I can't believe I'd never played it before, but I invaded the Achievement Hunter stream yesterday and I played Dead by Daylight with them. Nice! Yeah, awesome. I think it was my second game ever. I think Ryan sent me an invite by accident. So Ryan sends him an invite So by, you just join on? Yeah, so Ryan sent him an invite by accident. And then literally like a half an hour, hour later, um, Jeff like was slamming at his desk and disconnected his internet. Which you know, as as that happens, as, as and then does. and then Gus just jumped in. We're like, "What the <laughs> fuck? Gus is here!" I'm like, "The shit!" And then Ryan was like, "Wait, is that really Gus?" He's like, "No, that's Gus." <laughs> and then we checked the messages, and, and Gus was like, "Oh, I don't have the game. Let me download it." So off of like a random invite from Ryan, he takes like the game, downloads it, and then jumps in. And I think uh, like in chat, someone was, was like, "Hi, Gus," and I wrote, "Y'all are fucked. This is the first time I'm playing this game." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we read that out loud too. Uh, we were testing out the new Saw character on the stream, and uh, yeah, uh, Gus's head it blew right off. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So how was your experience? It was fun. It's a good game. It's so fun. I, and, and I've watched you know Achievement Hunter videos on it before, and I've watched people play it, and I always thought it was fun. And it was one of those games where it's like, one day I'm gonna buy that, and then this was finally like, oh. This is the day. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to finally play it. That's fun, you know? It was the perfect timing, too. It was like right after Jeff's internet went out. It was like, okay. Gus no, that's there. great. You could just take the spot. You just, you know, one drops out. They're basically uh, the same person, just like replace one It made for other. a great moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the other game I played. That's awesome. 
Uh, and then you you didn't get to elaborate on it when you were full sale, but how are you finding Darkest Dungeon? Darkest Dungeon's fun. How that, far are you? Have you gotten to the Darkest Dungeon? No, I have not. But there's just a slightly dark dungeon. That right game now. does not. He's in the dim dungeon. <laughs> that game does not hold your hand. No. Like all of the information you need is there, but it doesn't tell you that it's there. Like I was I was talking with Gilby about this. Like was it last week or the week before? Is when you're first starting. You know, you got like your party of four people, and you're going through a dungeon. As you recruit new people, I didn't know necessarily where they should sit in the party order. But, and that information is there. If you look at the person, there's like a little preferred placement thing. But it's like there's just so much to go through and so much to learn. And that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing that it doesn't hold your hand. I think uh, it's good because it's very then, classic design. Right. As you need to figure stuff out or as you're learning more stuff in the game, you begin looking for the information. As opposed to them just hitting you with a really long tutorial that takes you out of the game or that you're going to forget everything. It's just like as you're learning and as you're figuring stuff out, you're like, I wonder what this is or I wonder how to do this. It's like then you go actively on your own and you find it. But that does lead to frustrations like my first playthrough, you know, I got to a point where I was like, all right, I need to, del- I need to delete this and start over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, okay, like, I'm starting was, the game over. This was the tester. That was your tutorial yeah. run. Right. Yeah. The, for those who don't know, like, you have a party of characters, and you can royally fuck up your your game by losing people too much, uh, and eventually, like, you had to do, I had to restart my first game, too, because you kind of use it as a learning game, mm-hmm. even though it's, like, 10, 15 hours of learning. <laughs> it was my entire Playing flight to Australia. Or, it was, like, 15 hours of playing. I was like, okay, time to delete this. Yeah. Let me start over. But it's fun. It's fun restarting and then maximizing your team. That game is... Well, and, and as, a, it. as a summary, so it's... Uh, it's a side-scrolling, party-based, like dungeon crawler, yeah. uh, in which your characters are susceptible to different uh, mental <coughs> ailments. Some will handle stress better than others, uh, and so on. And uh, you have your party in an order as you're as you're going through the dungeon. Uh, someone may prefer to be first or last or somewhere in the middle, but different attacks can also swap them in their places, right. and, like move them around. So you have to try and manage the. Like the the the, you, the mental fortitude yeah. of yeah. your party as well, because the worse it gets, the worse they're gonna do. Yeah, and you gotta. Outf- and you're gonna lose them. And you have to outfit them for the dungeon, like you saw there in that little clip. One of the party members is holding a torch, and like you have to maintain this torch. There it is. Yeah. You gotta make sure it's bright enough, otherwise, if it gets too dark, people start freaking out. Yeah. And like you can't rely on a single team because if you go out on a par- if you go out on a dungeon with a team chances are when you come back they're going to need to like chill out cuz their insanity is going to be too high and if it fills up they like go crazy uh, or they or do have- unpredictable things y- yeah. right um, so you need to like ma- balance multiple teams and there's things that like you said they don't tell you that like I know I needed torches but my first time my first few times going into a dungeon I'd bring like a few mm-hmm. and then I like people in chat were yelling like dude you have to bring like 20 torches yeah that's <laughs> like I have no idea but it's a, it's a good game, man. It's fun. Highly recommend it. Yeah. If you're streaming and can get advice from people in chat, that's always a big help. Yes. They can be your tutorial. Yeah. Uh, did, yeah you, did, you, did you get the Crimson Court DLC or just the base game? Just the base game. Okay. Crimson Court makes it... There's there's more stuff that makes is it harder. Is it Darkerest Dungeon? There is, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm playing, I'm playing on the Switch. Darkest so I got it right before we went down Darkest to uh, RTX Sydney. Yeah. So I, got, I, I need to pick it back up. I've only been playing it on the plane. So I need to pick it back up and like really sit down and, and yeah. play it some more. Do you like you like reedy type games at all? It depends. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Okay. So this um this subsurface circular game, the the Mike Bethel game, basically. Fancy name for uh, underground train. 
It's underground. <laughs> it's an under, uh, underground train it. riding sim uh, in which you play a robot detective oh. who. Uh, Go on. One like one robot asks you to look into mysterious disappearances of other robots. They're called techs, but they're robots. Uh, and so uh, you you stay. You're on the train the entire time. You're in your seat, and you just question techs that get on and off with the idea of of getting specific information to solve these disappearances. Was the murder on the train? No, it's just like oh. someone on the train asked you to look into disappearances, but you are... You, you can't leave the train. You, you, have a, you have specific programming. You're too smart. Like, there's different classes of ro robots. And you're a smart and robot. And you're a smart robot, but they want the smart robots to be confined, so that dude never leaves his seat. Mm. Yeah. So it, and he's it, a detective. And you're talking to people, so it's kind of like the interrogation section of L.A. Noir. Like, yeah, and it's, talk it's just talking or? to people. Yeah, no, it's uh, just like, and you're like, hey, man, what's up? It looks like just, yeah, conversation passing, and you're like, oh. You make a mental link with them, or uh, yeah. what is it called? A virtual link? It's yeah, like, it's like a, like a private a private link. Murder on the Digital Express? And, uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. like... You know, and then, like, you might talk to this one that will, uh, they will reference something, and then it unlocks conversation options for other discussions you might be able to have. And there are a couple cool puzzles, like there's a duo of robots that you're talking to, um, and you need to change the mood of one because it affects what the other one will say. Because oh. it's, it's like emotional support robot. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and so you have to get through that whole process. And there's a couple twists and turns as you're trying to put it all together. And it's pretty cool. Like I didn't see the um, I didn't see the ending coming. I didn't feel like it was just driven to this one inevitable conclusion. Uh, I felt like it did a lot with cool surprises. But if you don't like talky games. You would hate no, like this, Ryan this, would hate this. This looks like my kind of jam, it's honestly. Purely, uh, you just have conversation. It has a really fancy skin over it. I think it looks very nice, but all you do is talk so to people. It looks like it came out on Windows and iOS last year. It's coming out on the Switch today, and it's on Steam for five ninety nine. Yeah, I mean, and it's I'd, um, play I'd play that for. It's not bucks. long. It's like two and a half, three hour game. Maybe. The the all reviews section on Steam say it's overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is also a reference in it to Thomas was alone. Mm. Uh, those are like because those are the first like self-aware AI. Mm -hmm. They're basically the gods of these texts. Gotcha. So that's kind of cool. Like you can Ooh. go, you can go into like you talk to a priest at one point, and he will tell you like he will go <laughs> through Thomas was alone. <laughs> Just like he'll start with all the dialogue from that game of mm. like you know it's like Thomas was alone, and then he found out he was very good at falling, uh, and then he thought, what if I fell but like the opposite way and then he learned to jump and like it goes through like that whole like very specific story like basically all Thomas was alone um, and you know they they worship like the different personalities that developed it's a lot of fun but uh, certainly limited to, to taste mm -hmm. so if you, if, For you sure. if you don't like reading a bunch of stuff exclusively as a game then you might not like it like you did not have fun with it I thought that it didn't have fun. I just I got really tired of there's a first of all it's not long, but I didn't finish it. I only played like an hour, hour and a half. But the there's there's a mechanic in it where you'll talk to one guy for like two minutes to three minutes, and then he'll be like, I need you to find something. And you then it's like you go talk to another guy, and then he's like, I need you to convince this guy to do something. So you're like bouncing back and forth between the robots a little bit, mm -hmm. and that got a little frustrating, especially when the dialogue's like. Bleh, 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 bleh. It, yeah, like waiting for the dialogue was sometimes the boringest part. Yeah. No, just kidding. Uh, that was always the boringest part. When I'm just like, I can see you like dot. It's like when you're waiting for someone to text you back and you can see the dot, dot, mm -hmm. dot. And you're like, 
Fucking spit I, it out already. You guys in, lost in the, me on this one. In those kinds of games, you have to be able to hit X to have like the dialogue fully pop. That way you can like read it as yeah. fast as you can. Yeah, I mean, you, you can turn the speeds up, but even when it was turned up, it wasn't like I, I read fast. Yeah, I crank that speed up and no good. Yeah. Uh, but still, but, interesting game yeah, I mean, to check out if it's if it's up your alley. Even though it's not my kind of game, I thought the story was interesting even from the get-go. Yeah. So. Well, what, who hasn't talked about you guys? What have you been playing? I've been playing a lot. Um, first off, I'm still on the Monster Hunter train, but I won't talk about that too much because the game's really fucking good. Wait for PC. I'm, I'll be on that train eventually. I am going for the Platinum, I think. Uh, me and my friend have been wow. like, nonstop playing it. I, I'd never Platinum to game, but... Ooh. And this one is a lot of work. Adam... Adam, before you commit to this, <laughs> it's a, it's I just, a, I'm, I need to caution you. Have a, a look at those trophies. Totally. Find out what they're going to take them, because some of them are I'm telling you now. Listen, I'm 120 hours into that game already. Damn. Shit. Yeah, I think platinuming and everything with uh, getting all the trophies in Horizon Zero Dawn Project between 65 and zero. I'm 65. 65 and <laughs> 65 and 70 hours. I'm trying to do multiple things at once 65 here. 65 and zero. So I'm looking here at how long to beat, and it says Monster Hunter World Completionist is 140 hours. Well, I'm not 20 hours away. I'm much more than that. <laughs> so what else are you playing? Mm. We're, we're like waiting for you. Um, we're like drinking. This is like the worst time to well, drink. You were, sorry. <laughs> uh, so the big thing I've been playing is Into the Breach. Um, if you don't know, it's the the game by the subset games who made FTL. It's not a sequel to FTL, at least I don't think it is. But it's it's a completely different kind of game. It's an a little like I think they call it a miniature strategy game, uh, where it's a roguelike strategy. Um, basically, these aliens called the Vec have invaded. Uh, I think it's Earth, but it probably is just a, an analog to Earth. The Vec. Your planet. The Vec. It's very Destiny-ish, huh? No, it's not the Vex, dude. It's the Vex. <laughs> very, 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 very close. No, no X. Uh, Just bend that K yeah. and it becomes an X. These are giant kaiju-style monsters. Okay. Oh. Um, and it's all, it is like the FTL-style cool. guy. Okay, I love like, it. Tell me more. Yeah. It's like, well, it's uh, like the, the detective robot. Then he lost me. Here you go. <laughs> uh, Apis-style graphics. Um, you're... You, you play as the human race in giant mechs that are fighting these kaiju. Like Pacific uh, Rim. Kind of like Pacific Rim, <laughs> but the, tw the twist is very Edge of Tomorrow because when oh, you, when you lose, it's a roguelike, so when you too. lose your run, you teleport in time to a different part of time. You, you create breaches, um, and then you try again to, what, to, what is this to fight on? off the monsters. What's that? What is this on? What platform? It's like PC. PC, PC? yeah. Okay. Um, so... The interesting thing about this game that separates it from uh, most other strategy games of its of its that are similar to it is you are told what the enemies are going to do every turn. So, for example, you can't let the enemies destroy buildings because it'll lower your power grid, um, and when your power grid gets to zero, you lose. Uh, so it'll tell you like this enemy is going to attack this building, this enemy is going to attack you on this square or whatever. And basically, instead of a strategy game, every turn becomes like a miniature puzzle, um, which is really fun, like skinned like a strategy game. And unlike a lot of strategy games, uh, like 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 Tech X, uh, Tech XCOM, for example, mm -hmm. like that was you going after enemies and trying to maximize your damage output and kill as many things as possible. In this game, it's almost more about just balancing where they're attacking, like you don't necessarily have to kill them, uh, but if you can just mitigate where their damage is going, then that's then you you're good because the the goal for every single mission is to survive five turns. You don't have to kill a single person if you can survive for five turns. Interesting. Um, and then there are bonus objectives that that makes the whole thing sound really hopeless. 
Oh, I mean, like, it's you're like, fighting giants. You, you don't like. Look, you don't need to win. Just you're just, just trying to try you're trying to fend off the times. you're trying to fend off the, the kaiju or the vec. Um, but so the game gives you uh, one starting squad, and as you progress and get achievements, you'll get coins to unlock more squads. And the squads are just different mechs with different abilities. Um, oh. It's really fun, and and as you as you complete, are you installing it right now? Yeah, I, I just bought it and I'm installing <laughs> it. <laughs> you sold me. I just yeah, <laughs> selling on it. Wait, so when you come across a different vec, do they have different abilities? Yeah, so there, there's 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 four different yeah, islands. Yeah, yeah. There's four four different islands and uh, a final level. Um, so, so I'll I'll be upfront. The game is pretty hard on normal and pretty easy on easy. Um, so you might want to find a middle ground. I started playing on normal, did okay. Played on easy, I beat the game. But it's still really fun. So you um, get some practice in on easy and then move up to normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. It's, it's, for me, it was nice to play on easy so I could unlock a few more squads. Because the base squad is fine. But once you unlock different squads, you realize how much deeper the puzzle of the game can get. And it's really rewarding. Like how many options and nuanced approaches you can take. Right. I unlocked the second team, for example. And one of the units just didn't have an attack. And I was really like put off by that. I was like, well, what, what do I do with this? All he could do was pull units to him or pull himself to buildings. Um, and I found like, and, and then the, the other guy, instead of doing a, a direct punch attack where he just knocks the guy back, he did like a chain lightning attack. So then I started like using my little robot to pull guys into place so I could chain lightning. And it like, it adds to the fun, the fun puzzleness of it. Um, and you can, you can do things like pull enemies in front of their, their friends attacks so you can make them hurt each other. You can, you'll see where the enemies are even gonna spawn so you can like put a rock on top of there so you, the enemies can't spawn. Um, and the bonus objectives like end up adding like a another element to 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 keep you interested rather than just surviving, um, and like I feel like every time I I execute a good round like I, I look at a puzzle I'm like how the hell am I gonna stop this guy all the way across the map from destroying this building stop this guy from getting hurt because he's webbed up and then like you figure it out and it's so satisfying it's so satisfying it, like I've I've done audible like yeah like kind of like just makes me so happy. Um, but uh, there, there is, you can undo turns, like moves you can undo uh, pretty much as much as you want until you've committed an action. Uh, but you can only reset your turns one time per battle. So like if, you, if you've made a misclick and you really fucked up, you can undo it. But uh, if you do that and then you have to do it again, you've, you've fucked yourself. Um, and as you, as you beat islands, you will unlock the ability to spend the, the points that you've gained throughout beating that island to, to unlock stuff in the shop. So you get like new weapons and new abilities and things like that. Um, that game is really great. Mm -hmm. And I super recommend it. And I How much is it? It's 15 bucks. Um, yeah, it's 15 bucks. So um, it's out on PC currently. It says after release that they're working to bring it to Mac and Linux as well. I would love to see it on the Switch, like every game. But that, like that, everything. Yeah, that, that game is a is like a perfect contender that's, for Switch. It's it's very bite sized. Great pick up as you go game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the Switch. the runs in that game like if you're if you lose partway through it's probably like 30 minutes and if you win it's probably like an hour total. So oh. it's really quick. Like it's very bite sized but super fun. Cool. How about you, Fredo? Uh, I got back into Siege, so I so got... So they, they just, um, we're talking about new operators, right? Yeah, um, Ubisoft sent, uh, sent myself, Trevor, and Jeremy up to the Invitational, which is kind of like their championship, um, uh, type of thing. Did you win? <laughs> did, you, did you win? No. A lot of people were like, oh, you're playing, good luck. I was like, no, I'm not playing. It's cool that you think that. Um, yeah, so we, we got sent up there. The finals were crazy. It was um, essentially two teams, EG, Pentas, those are Germany, US. 
U.S. is up by two, and then they only need one more map. Then Penta won two maps. Then it went to overtime, and then, like, uh, EG had to win three rounds straight. They won three rounds straight. So it went to, like, the overtime rounds, and then it was a U.S. had two players versus Penta's one, and then, like, the guy... Uh, Penta killed the two guys, and then they, I was like, Jesus Christ. It was wow. like, so it the whole like time, the it was like, thing. yeah, it was just down to the wire and everything. It was like, oh, this is the end of it. Nope, okay, we're resetting. Like, it's it's back in it. So did so Germany won? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good job, Germany. Mm, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did good. Uh, so, yeah, we went down there um, to that event. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and we <laughs> were showcasing Operation Chimera, their Outbreak DLC. So they have like a new like alien zombie type of DLC that's a seasonal thing. I enjoyed it. Like I'm not one to play zombie type games because I don't like the repetitive running around the same map, running around the same area, kiting like hordes and AI and stuff like that. But this was like a, there's a start and an end to each like map and there's three maps. And then you have very selective ops. So it's like playing Rainbow Six, but playing in more of a casual atmosphere as opposed to the sweaty, like, PvP. There's a, they were saying as well that with Rainbow Six Siege, they want to make, they want to support that game for 10 years. 10 years seems to be the magical number now. They're like, Destiny, 10-year franchise. Mm, 10. Anything comes out and they're like, 10-year 10 10. franchise. You know, with Destiny, what? clearly they meant it's a 10-year franchise, not a 10-year game. Yeah. But... Uh, with Rainbow Six Siege, Ubisoft was saying that they want to support the game. Yeah, they want a hundred content ops. for like ten years. Yeah, I think yeah. they said they. I, I, did I read a rumor that there is no? There's currently no there's sequel no, in development yeah. for that. They're just focused on supporting. Yeah. Uh, how, Siege. how long has the game been out? Like two, two years. Years. Now. years. Why can't they launch it for like five years? Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen is when it first launched. Yeah. Man, all right. I mean, that's crazy. Ten years seems like. Way too long. Another quarter way there. Oh. You know, which uh, which also explains why they would do things like introduce microtransactions because if you're going to have something for 10 years, you got to fund it somehow. I don't know that they're going to get that many additional sales throughout lifetime. Some games certainly do. I mean, God knows GTA 5 is still selling like yep. crazy mm -hmm. and still making a ton of money via GTA Online and their shark cards and everything. But uh, yeah, the whole like everything's 10 year now. Everything's yeah. 10 year. Uh, ben just sent me an article here, I guess. Uh, so right now you get there's 36 operators. There's eight more coming in the year three schedule. Yep. And they plan to release 100 operators throughout the game's life cycle. Yeah. Which I'm very excited about because I like, I always, as when I was a console player, it always sucked like playing Call of Duty, getting good at it, and then there being a new one. And especially now where like you invest in like a lot of games and then there's a new one that comes out the next like Madden or FIFA or COD. Mm -hmm. It's like you spend the money and whatnot. I was always jealous of like, Counter-Strike and League of Legends mm -hmm. where it's like you put the time the effort and you know that game's still always gonna be around and honestly it's As long as you shift the meta around it's always a fresh game mm -hmm. and as long, you know They're introducing new characters. There's gonna be a pick-and-ban system um, At least for the pro league now and hopefully it comes out in like a public ranked, but I feel like I'm very much okay with having a difficult tactical shooter in which I invest my time in that has a constant shifting meta, new characters that come out that I can invest in, and then having kind of like a MOBA feel where it's like, okay, these guys like to play with this op, let me counter it with this op, like et cetera, so. I did that, I got back into ranked. A uh, couple ranks away, I'm like plat two, couple ranks away from diamond. But diamond's a full-time job. I was there once, it's a full-time job. I tried out Fortnite, finally. Thoughts? Um, 
I For, see Fortnite, Fortnite or Fortnite Battle, Battle Royale. Royale. Fat, mm, come on, <laughs> Fortnite Battle Royale. Yeah, making sure it'd be, sure. it'd be weird if I just yeah, yeah. yeah I just want to do the PvE <laughs> Fortnite that hey, no one PvE plays. The PvE Fortnite is actually it's pretty fun. I like it. It's just it's the in between. Like actual missions, there are eight thousand menus of like here's your team, and there's like your support, and then there's survivors, and then you can attach them to different things, and then you can upgrade your perks. And this, there are five thousand menus, uh, and figuring out which one you need to be in, or where you need to like earn points, or get points, or collect some points, or yeah. whatever is, it's not well broken out or well explained. I think it's the victim of a lot of. Uh, Trying to do too much? Um, potentially, or like like failure to streamline. Mm. Um, and potentially, the people developing it were so familiar with all the things that need to be done that no one looked at it and was like, and thought, perhaps new people will have trouble with yeah, this. That's the biggest problem I had with the game. It's just overwhelming menus and menus. Mm. And, like, and so then you don't allocate things, and then you're not... You know, uh, you're not playing as strongly as you could be, and then it's just sort of, it's not even, I mean, it's, it can be intuiting, but mostly it's just annoying. Yeah. Uh, if you if you can power through that, a lot of the PvE is fun, because it's, you know, it's like a little bit of tower defense-y, horde, horde type, you know, build your base, fight off monsters, yeah. do, like, it's yeah. Like the the base gameplay there is fun. I just don't want to go through everything required to get to it. Yeah, I never touched it, but it was always tempting to see the different tiers to buy into that game. When it was just like, oh, spend X amount and you can give a code to a friend. I was like, that's tempting. Like, I kind of like that. Yeah, we did that. Uh, Bernie ended up getting, uh, I think it was like a founders pack or something. Yeah, where, it was like uh, you get two extra codes, codes yeah. because we got those just gave them to the boys, so we could theoretically have a four person mm -hmm. team and then. Why wouldn't no they one want to play extra codes. <laughs> yeah, because it's a four co-op. I don't know. Because it is, it <laughs> is four. I, exclude, I ended up just, exclude your one friend. I ended That's up, a good yeah, point. just buying my own copy. So. Yeah. No, so, uh, no, I jumped into that because it's just, it's such a big game. And it's just, like, especially on Twitch, like, it's it's got that hold on the number one spot. And, like, I've <laughs> League's always second now. It's crazy because you always see League and Dota switch off. Yeah. Usually CS if there's, like, a big event or whatnot. But it's just first every single time. It's all over my timeline. It's all over like my Instagram like feed or just like Fortnite clips everywhere. So I touched it for like a second. I played literally like one game when I like first shifted into BR, and I was like, they had like the bullet RNG where there's you know yeah, yeah. It, just, it wasn't exactly like as where your dot was, and I was like, nope, I'm not about that. Like that just sounds terrible because it's frustrating if you have that accuracy like your dot is like literally on their head and you're just spamming shots and it's just like hitting around them because yeah. it has a little bit of, yeah yeah so I was like that sucks and then they adjusted it um, so as the the shots were tighter less RNG based and I just never got back to it um, play it yesterday it was interesting like. Uh, like I was telling you guys earlier, it's very different. Like, I do a lot of, I play a lot of competitive FPS games, and the instinct is always like, see and shoot, like immediately. Like, you see that person, shoot that person. And here it's just like, no, build, build, build first, build first. It's like you see a guy in front of you, it's like, build two ramps and then a wall around you, and then like kind of use it as like a little bit of a head glitch. And it's like, having the urge to like fight back just shooting the guy right the, away. The people who have a lot of experience in that game and are just running and building yeah. is actually very impressive. Yeah. Well, but it is a it is a total different aspect of the game that you have to manage and you know yeah. it like goes 
And that's really what what its twist from Battlegrounds is. It's is like really that art. aspect. Yeah, so which like is that. better? Uh, they're two different games, uh. to be honest. If you're, it's kind of like it's kind of like um, PUBG is like Counter Strike or Siege, and and then Fortnite's more of the Call of Duty style, okay. where it's faster paced, run and gun, jump and shoot style, like very twitchy. Mm -hmm. um, so it just depends on what kind of style you're going for. I do like the fact that I can jump in, and it's much shorter matches, and I find you get into gunfights a lot quicker. It's just interesting. Yesterday I was just like. I started playing and I was like, okay, like, what's the best way to drop in? What's the best way to build? Like, if, all right, cool, I gotta keep buying my stuff. Like, awesome, what are the good guns? Is it less stressful than PUBG? Uh, I would say so, yeah. Because PUBG, there's just so many people. The pacing is slower and it's a lot more methodical. Here, there's less, like, foliage and everything, so it's like... Although you can be an actual bush. You can't be an actual bush, this is true. You can play that tactical trolley route. I was a bush and then I went to uh, over the shoulder with my AR and like the bush was in my way and I was like fuck this bush it sucked <laughs> it was in my way and everyone's like yeah it's more of a troll thing and I was like can you third Damn. person in the bush like can you attack it from third person in the bush or is it all th first person no it's all third oh third okay yeah and but then, if you're like, gonna scope if you hit, if you oh, there's, scope. there's gotcha. very few guns like a sniper rifle or there's like an AR with this that you can actually scope in but it's all third person gotcha so if you had like a rifle or pistol SMG stuff like that that like ADS is just a closer over the shoulder yeah, shot. Got it. So like I was the bush and I had my rifle. I was like, there he is. And I went to ADS and it just zoomed in closer to the bush. And I was like, I can't see anything. <laughs> but um, I won a couple of games yesterday. So Pretty congratulations. It's stressful. It so, is. Uh, ben was just letting me know here that I guess H1Z1 launched a uh, like a Mad Max style battle royale where it's all vehicle based. Yeah. It's uh, 30 teams well, of four players. They already had King of the Kill. Right. So this is like a vehicular-based one. Right. It's, um, yeah, you just drive around. It's like Mario Kart with guns, and or Mario Kart and PUBG. Mario, you know, Kart, Mario Kart with guns? I, I, as a Twisted Metal fan, that sounds all right. <laughs> mm -hmm. I really like vehicular combat games, and that has gone to the wind. Well, this is like one person's driving, and then there's three people in the car shooting. <laughs> so it's, not, it's a little different than Twisted Metal, where right. it's like well, the vehicle. I want to do it all, <laughs> yeah. so maybe maybe I'll wait for the, a different version. <laughs> well, that, that sounds fun. Like, I, I want to do a custom server in PUBG like that now. It seems like it I mean, could be, like, yeah. real stylish, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you get everyone, like, you get everyone in, like, get your crew in a cool outfit. Go get your uh, orange mocha frappuccinos. Then just like roll out spray gas. Yeah, that's right. It sounds like something that you'll surprise gasoline fight accident. Did you <laughs> ever do the like PUBG vehicle like death runs? Mm -mm. You know what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about? Yeah, those seem really fun. Where it's like you have like I don't know maybe a handful of vehicles at a starting point, and there's like an actual predetermined route throughout the whole map, and then you just have the rest of the server. Um, you're supposed to drive along the road, and you go throughout the whole map. It's trying to get to the finish line, and you just have. Everyone else in the server who's not driving just gear up and sit along the road as like choke points. No, oh, just cool. like drive through, and everyone's like, bah, 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 and you're like shooting the other guys driving, and there's people on the road trying to shoot you, and it just it's destruction, it's chaos. Yeah, fair enough. I do like though that there, we're starting to get a bunch of these twists on the battle royale format. So you know, Fortnite's got the building aspect. This one's going to be vehicular based. Mm -hmm. uh, and There's a 400-player BR. Oh, God. I'm not too excited about that. What is it? 
400 uh, players. I forgot what it was titled. Is it the Darwin Project? No, that one's different. That one's coming out. That, what's Darwin Project? It's it's that one. It was announced uh, that last released year. Released on the, the weird guy on stage, like shout. He was the shout casting. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So that that was off-putting for me, but then actually like looking at the game being played, it's very interesting. It's it's like BR mixed with Overwatch in the sense yeah, of like you have abilities. Character skills, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mavericks Proving Grounds is the 400 player battle royale. I bet that's going to run great. Everyone's connection See, is that's, be perfect. That's, that's why I just don't have any faith in it whatsoever because we can't even get 100 players to run smoothly. Well, I mean, you can uh, like well, Fortnite, Fortnite runs fine. Yeah, Fortnite it's, does. It's uh, it's just yeah. Optimization, netcode. It's it, getting better. It, it is it's it getting is improving. It's, it I've, can be done. It's been the, proven that it yeah. can be done. I've been playing the game almost a year. It's way better than it used to be. Yeah, I mean, if coming from the days of like DayZ and Arma, like BR, yeah, it's it's come a long way. Mm -hmm. But still, it's frustrating because you invest so much time into a PUBG match, like 40, 50 minutes, etc. No way. If you get to end game, no, <laughs> it gets up there. I think the, the most, the longest a PUBG match can run is like between 35 minutes, 35 and 40 minutes, maybe, based on the circle speed alone. You you can never exceed that time. Okay. Like, like you're, you're stretching by like 10 minutes. You are bound by the timer of the circle. Because eventually, remember, yeah, it turns yeah. into that point. It's yeah. like, there is, even though there's no explicit timer. Mid-game just feels like forever. Mid-game sucks right now because they fucked up the, they nerfed the parachute drop. So people can't disperse as far. So now you get a ton of kills. You get like 50 kills before the first circle. And then you're down to 50 people for the mid-game. So it's like, you lose so many people that you get no combat mid-game until you get there. to end-game. Yeah, you sit there for a Shitty. good, like, two, three circles, like, I'm just going to wait for the zone to close down, yep. and then I'll do something. Mm -hmm. I would like to see a, a, a match of PUBG that no one kills each other until the last circle. Everyone, everyone just agrees to get into <laughs> yeah. this until the very end. Sometimes I'll do custom servers where the circle, circle time is reduced and the circle speed is double. So that, that kind of turns into that, where people so don't have time just, to fight. Yeah. Everyone Everyone's running. running to where the yeah, circle's awesome. going. And then you see, like, I have some footage recorded. I should have brought it in. But you see, like, a ton of people at the edge of the circle all moving in. And they're not shooting at each other. They're just right. running, trying to make it in. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Nice. I jumped into one of those. I actually have, that's, one, that's the only Twitter um, handle that I have notifications on. I have it on too. <laughs> yeah, I'm notifications on. It's like, oh, RT servers out. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, it, it, I have Twitter send me a text message anytime RT servers uh, tweets. That way I can get it and yeah, I, I and, can jump and on. And for those interested in potentially joining in these, because we do have custom service for the community, what is that Twitter handle they can that they can follow and turn on notifications? They can for? follow RT underscore servers. That's it. And anytime we're uh, setting up a server, not necessarily, right now it's mainly PUBG, but in the future, other games It'll as well, I'm sure. for anything that comes up, like really, you know. Barrel. Let's make a Terraria server. Oh. <laughs> but, I, I don't know, I like what they're doing with, like, all the games with the slightly different styles, because yeah. it's really important to have your Variety. unique style. I can't wait till E3 or everyone's just like... You ruined Ghost, my segue. Ghost Recon Battlegrounds. Because this episode is brought to you... <laughs> <laughs> Me undies, <laughs> where you can have your own style with underwear. You can take your underwear, like all the pairs of me undies to E3. I'm taking my me undies to E3. That's right. Um, we uh, actually, Gus and I were talking about this earlier. We almost uh, matched me undies today. We're almost. both, both going to be Green Army men, and so there's only one Green Army man. I, I opted against it. But you want to look good in your underwear, you want to be comfortable, but that perfect balance can be hard to find. 
own sacrifice style or comfort. You deserve both. Check out MeUndies.com and find the best pair of underwear in the world. MeUndies, definitely, I love them. They've taken over, like, my entire underwear drawer. And I'm now faced with the question every day of, well, do I want to do tie-dye? Am I thinking, like, peace signs? Do I want pandas? Like, what's what's my vibe? And so uh, they're a lot of fun. They're really soft. The patterns are great. And now, like, if I... If I, like, run out and I'm doing boring underwear, I get all sad about it. Uh, for the fellas, MeUndies Diamond Seam Pouch cradles your jewels. Uh, <laughs> like, like, your just jewels. like this. Um, and it gives your stuff the supported needs without feeling too tight. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Guarantee, Gus. It's great. I love it. It's a no-brainer to try. 20% off free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. What are you waiting for? To get your 20% off free shipping and 100% satisfaction, get the best undies and softest underwear you're ever going to own. Go to MeUndies.com slash glitch. That's MeUndies.com slash glitch. Don't wait. MeUndies.com slash glitch. Don't wait. Don't wait. Oh, this is like the new Sega. Sega. <laughs> undies. <laughs> no, I really do love them. So, hey, we should talk about what's happening in the gaming industry. Yes. That's the news bit. No, wait, hold on. We're going to talk about Kingdom Come Deliverance, and then we'll talk about the news bit. All right. I switch it up there. What the hell was that? <laughs> That's the game working as Very, intended. very nice game. Very realistic. <laughs> uh, so, okay, let's start off with this. What do you know, just have, what have you heard, what do you know about this game, Kingdom Come Deliverance? All I know is the script was massive. funded game? Pe- it was crowdfunded, yes. Yeah. Kickstarter in 2014. Yeah, and now it's out. On it PC. is. It's, it's a medieval. It's a... Uh, yeah, RPG. that too. It's often described as like if you were to take... A game like Oblivion, mm-hmm. um, the Elder Scrolls Oblivion, uh, and then take out all fantasy bits. It's specifically designed to be like a historical. I mean, it's. The I didn't look historical. No, that's realistic. That <laughs> happened. That was a dash that kick. Happened. I, I, I uh, want to point out, I am right about the script being huge. It is a huge script. That's Holy. all the writing that was done in the game. There is Same. a lot of it, uh, and. But it, it sets out with Three the idea of being, you know, historically accurate. It takes place in Bohemia, which is like, and now the the like the Czech region, uh, in the fourteenth, fifteenth century, uh, and you're just a normal dude. You're not, you know, you're not a king. You're not a, a knight. You're just there you're, there, you're a dude script. who's you know whose dad's a blacksmith, and you get caught up in this war between kings and popes and stuff. Kings and popes. Uh, kings and popes <laughs> and, and stuff. Because it's like there was a king and he a was pope. shitty, and then uh, and then there was like this other dude, and people were like, "Oh, are your you know your half brother, whatever, is shitty," and so he's like, "Ah, oh, whatever, I'll kidnap him and then make him abdicate, and it becomes war." And then there are all these popes. Uh, too many popes. Too many popes. There's more than one. It's too like, many. Popes. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> and uh, so. But the, the idea is like it's this thing that actually happened in the region and you're playing this character, you get caught up in it. Uh, but it's like, you know, in a lot of games you're used to seeing four soldiers and you're like, that's fine, I can take them on. I'll just stab them through their armor. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to fly in this. The Like you can dent the armor, but you're probably not going to slice right through it with your sword. Uh, like the very first thing when I was playing, 
I lost a fist fight against a drunk dude. That guy's a dickhead. His name's Kudesh. Yeah. He owed, he owed my dad money, and then he wouldn't like, pay up, and then fucking punch me. Yeah. I hate him. Damn. You let him disrespect you? Life's like tough. You going back? I tried to be nice to him. Yeah. So, so oh, there's your problem. There's um now there's some interesting things around this game in addition to the game itself, uh, which which we'll get into, but. So the game is... Wait, how do you damage them, though? I'm, I'm still in so You gotta intrigued. get good shit, good weapons. Yeah, or, oh, yeah. Uh, like, maybe go for, like, a, an exposed spot, like the face. Okay, just making uh, sure. Or, you know, you gotta be better at it than they are. I'm not great at it. That's the thing. It's like, oh, you yeah. can lose fights. Uh, they have created different ways that you can go about things, which is my jam. So, Stealth Archer coming right up. Mm. Uh, but you can... Like you can lose, you're not you're not it's the difficult. big old hero. Yeah. You're just this. Not like Assassin's you, Creed, you just sit in the middle and you just take your turn hitting everybody. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so all of that's pretty cool for me. It was um, like I love weird medieval like castly shit. I follow a bunch of that stuff on Instagram. I'm like, yeah, look at this old castle. I'm like, that'd be the day. I can imagine not bathing, brushing teeth, dying. <laughs> you know, getting all kinds of like crazy diseases. But oh man. The castles. Living a cold yeah. class. Eat yeah. Eating terrible food. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it was cool. Like, just even the experience initially dropping into the game of, like, there's just a stew pot on. Terrible food. Mm. Terrible food. You know, at all times. And, like, that was a thing. I was, I can look at it and be like, that was a thing. Yeah, I know. They would just, like, leave stew and then add whatever they perpetual could. Perpetual stew. Yeah. You know. And I, I'm like, that's awesome. Can look I at me. I'm going to eat perpetual stew. Can I sidebar for a second? You may. Joel does perpetual stew. What? But he does it in his fridge, which completely defeats the purpose. That doesn't He just, like, perpetual. buys, like, a giant bowl of, like, faux. And then they'll, like, have some sushi and just throw the remainder in there. I swear to fucking so God, he dude. So he has just, like, uh, he has a junk He is a vat of bullshit that he eats. <laughs> It's crazy, dude. That's what I said. I was like, "What are you doing, man?" He's like, "I just, I just throw my leftovers in there and then eat some, and like, you know, it just keeps it going." I was like, "What? Why? Like, why? I don't know." But that's he does it. I, mean, I, I was picturing like day. you know, you get beans and chuck them in there, and you're like, "Oh, look, some leftover carrots," and chuck them in there. No, he's very but much like, I was like here's my sushi roll. Sushi. Ugh. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. Are you not just okay. constantly wake up with mud butt? So he probably I, does. I guess what that what that largely means is, yes, you, we're probably eating shitty in you know 14th century mm -hmm. or 15th 15th century Bohemia, but you can eat shitty today too. So really, mm. are we all that different? Mm. Some of us haven't evolved this far. <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all still people. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> So there's a lot of stuff to like about the game if you're into that, which I, I like I like that. I was like, oh, look at me in my little hovel. Uh, I'm going to go off on an adventure now. But it is pretty janky. <laughs> there are, like, if you take, like, the Bethesda level of bugs that we're used to in a game like Elder Scrolls or Fallout, uh, and then add in all the, you know, like, like, European jank is almost like its own kind of game. Like, that's, like, that's a thing. Do you tell? I love Eurojank Simulator. <laughs> Eurojank Simulator. No, but, like, there are a lot of, um, of like, lower... I, I don't want to say, like, low-budget, like, they're shitty games, but they're maybe non-optimized engines or whatever. Like, a lot of those, um, like, smaller-scale indie European games are, like... Especially in an open-world game, it happens. You know, you, you can't account for everything. Like, dudes fucking attacking you when you got the arrow. <laughs> But it's still fun. 
if you can be patient with that sort of thing. Um, if you can't, probably not going to enjoy it. But if you got used to being patient with Bethesda, and it's been a while since you've had like a realistic or game that sort of, I guess, tends towards a more realistic style at the very least, f fun to check out. Hmm. But that's not the only discussion around this game. Uh, mm. Are you aware of the discussion around the game, Adam? No, no. It's okay. It's a discussion. So here's what's happened with this game. Um, and this is actually a, a years-old discussion, um, but because the game is coming out now, it it's sort of like uh, re-energized. Uh, the game, it was kickstarted uh, 2014, and the um, studio co-founder and creative director, um, Daniel Vavra, has uh, been, to some degree, very at odds with gaming media as a whole. Uh, he came out very pro-Gamergate when that uh, was happening and really, really leaned into the controversy wearing uh, shirts to be like, hashtag based, it's like cis, able-bodied, uh, man, white, men, man, baby, man, baby neckbeard, shitlord, like basically leaning into um, like a lot of the, the controversy there. Oh, cool. And, now, now you let me know I'm not going to buy this game. Perfect. A, a lot of that happened uh, because, well... I don't know that he. I don't know what side he would have fallen on. Regardless, uh, you know, he that may have been it anyway. But it sort of all started off with this conversation where someone asked him if there would be people of color in the game. Oh and he right. Said, and he said right. there were no people of color in Bohemia at the time, so no. Uh, and then that was countered by uh, like a, a historian on Tumblr who specifically has. Um, they run an account that's like people of color in, in, in media and in history. Uh, and was saying that there probably were, they just don't get written about in history books because a lot of his, you know, a lot of history is written by a bunch of old white dudes. All the popes, <laughs> they were taking turns writing the history maybe. All uh, the white but popes. that, you know, so they're not really talked about that, but that they were probably there and that not having them in is not, uh, you know, is whitewashing. Hmm. Uh, and so that created a whole conversation there because uh, they were like, no, 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 this is like our area, our region, like we know our history. They weren't around, so we're not having them in. Also, this takes place in a very small area. Like it's like nine kilometers squared because at that time, traveling nine kilometers, you know, that was a significant undertaking. We're just going to like hop on a bus or get in the car and go that distance. Like it was an effort, especially if you didn't have your own horse. That's not, that's not a small area. It's not as big as like a lot of open world RPGs, but it's not small. But when you look at it like as opposed to say an entire country, sure, sure. Um, you know, it's a it's a limited area, and they're like, well, the you know the chances of of anyone of you encountering anyone would be you know virtually nil anyway. Right. So oh, we're just not going to put them. in. We're going to err on the side of they weren't around. Interesting. Um, and well, it, I, I do want to point out an interesting counter argument I've seen about that. Yeah. Health potions did not exist at that time either. That's true. Yeah. So they're, when I say, not historically re when I say realistic <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there health potions? Oh, yeah. There's a couple gimmies in the, in the game. <laughs> so no magic, uh, no dragons. Come but there on. Are health potions. Uh, and you save the game with schnapps. Oh, that, is, that really fucking turned me off. I was yeah. like, I'm going to quit. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to take a little thing. You like, can't save. Like, I'm going to take a little break. Like, you don't have any, any Schmitten schnapps. And I was like, Oh, fuck it, I'm losing my save clothes. Yeah, like it'll auto-save uh, where it wants to. 
uh, you know, either before or after certain key encounters, or if you sleep. But uh, like, if you want to manually save, you have to have these like save schnapps that you can buy at stores or whatever. But you're, you know, you're spending some of your in-game resources and currency on being able to save. Yeah. They're changing that, mm. uh, from what I understand. Good, they, they've said that that's going to be updated, <laughs> which is good because it's a, it, you know, I get that they're trying to go for the whole realism and realism and consequences and stuff, but the trade-off for convenience is not great. So, uh, yes, you're right. There were no save potions yeah. <laughs> in, uh, uh, sorry, save potions, health potions in we need either. Save potions. Schnapps. Uh, yeah, also save potions. But uh, the other studio co-founder uh, issued a, a statement recently because they've been obviously taking a fair amount of heat over the conversation. Um, people feeling like they were doubling down, whitewashing all this stuff. So uh, Martin Klima uh, said, uh, and this was in, in January, he said, after more than four years of intensive research, it can be stated that there is no proof that there were no dark-skinned people in Bohemia and vice versa. So you go, all right, there's really no proof either way. No one can say for right. sure, uh, yeah, you should absolutely have this in or you definitely shouldn't because this is the way it was. It's just not a well-documented thing in that in that particular part of history. But then he continued, there are many things we cannot prove. Otherwise, we would have to assume, for example, that lions would have lived in the forest of Bohemia. After all, the coat of arms of the ruling house is adorned with a lion. Where else could people have had this portrait? Stop stop comparing people to animals. Well, <laughs> I, I think it's more just that it makes it sound like like some mythical thing. It's not it's a person. It's not mythical. I mean, like at the same time, I don't know, man. I like, uh, like you know, on the one hand, just, I do it's a video have game. some fucking representation. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you know, tough I, I, because it's now something that's in the back of my mind while playing just that they were uh, you know, they were quite aggressive about this being, um, you know, like there are basically like only these people in the game. It is multicultural to some degree in that there are like Germans and Hungarians. Um, I hate and the Germans. The Germans. <laughs> uh, they keep winning siege. <laughs> but uh, that, you know, like I'm, I'm like, I now I, I'm looking around at all this wonderful stuff and I'm like, well, now I don't know how accurate any of this shit is except for the perpetual stew because I'm like, that one, that, that one I know about. I saw that one on Reddit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I, I get it. It's historical. I'm not expecting to like play Brienne of Tarth and like be my sword swinging lady because I get that that probably would not have flown, yeah. historically speaking. I, I tried to like it, man. It's just not. But do you, do you dislike the, the gameplay or the last I, I hate, I, I really hated the combat. I know it's not for everyone, but mm. it just felt so clunky. And the, the, the game, the first thing I did in the game, other than have a conversation, was like, I was like, hey, mom, I'm hungry. She's like, there's some food on the table. I was like, great. And I walk over to the table, there's like 12 apples. I was like, cool, I'm going to pick up all these apples, spam E, but no. Every time you pick up a food, it's like, Oh yeah, it, doesn't, so it doesn't just slow. like pop in your inventory. You do manually pick and everything pick up. up. I was like, oh look, twelve geez. apples. Look, and then geez. and then on top of that, oh. then, I dipped, they're, they're, and then I dipped into the stew. On top of that, there's a survival meter, and some people might really like that, like be, having to eat and sleep and rest and all that. But like I was sitting there and I was like, I have fourteen apples and and six cheese, and I just start eating it all and watch my 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 health my my food meter like barely move up. And as it started getting to the top, my energy meter starting to get low, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to balance all of this. Because you you took a lot of energy to eat all that stuff. I guess so. And then this doesn't sound fun. And then I got in a fight and. My it was like when you fight in a dream and your punches aren't real. 
like, yeah, just, <laughs> just kind of floating. Yeah, it, I felt like I was doing it, but he was just kicking my ass. And you then, know what I found out too is you get a little ways back and you do it, and he'll kick instead. Yeah, that's mm. yeah, kick that son but of a bitch. I also really, really like medieval fantasy. You and, like the dragon part of it. Yeah, so like, I mean, medieval fantasy is like it's just that. It's like in in like you see in the game, like medieval the medieval era was shitty. It was all full of like everyone living in filth and crappy food and people being dickheads. But medieval fantasy, it's like it's like the 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 way you dream of it being, you know, like with dragons and magic and cool guys fiber, and, fiber. and no one's living in in little literal squalor. Like I just like that more. And I understand this is it's totally great that this exists for people that like a more realistic and grounded RPG. But it's just not for me. Yeah, I just. I guess the I guess for me what it, what it comes down to is that it's it, it it approaches everything and it says we want to be realistic we want to do all this but then are very aggressive about certain aspects of the game design in spite of then having to admit yeah we actually don't know what this would would have been like either way yeah I can't um, support that you know but then saying we don't know we can't prove it either way but we know it um, and it's just I don't know. It, well, it rubs me the wrong way a little bit because the like entire the, premise is let's be as realistic as possible. Seems like the only real justification for that is racism, right? Or or prejudice. I, or, see, I don't know that it's I don't know that it started out that yeah, way. I, so much as the dude feeling like he didn't want anyone else oh, telling him what to do with his game. Control yeah. over it. Yeah. And I mean, I think you know if you're if 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 it was possible to prove. With historical accuracy, that that was the case, that's fine. You know, if that if that's yeah. the angle yeah, that, they're, that, that they're going with, you know, Be like, I think, like this is like well documented. Right. Uh, you know the you, there you know there was no appearance of uh, say like the Moors until this point and so on and so forth. Then like I would I'd be like okay great, but it's not documented at all either way, and they seem so freaking certain that it was a specific yeah. way. Yeah. So I mean it's uh, I. Uh, I will not be buying the game and supporting it. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Reading up on the developer. Yeah, so. yeah I can. There's not a good enough reason to, to it's, not put people of color in it. It's messy for sure, and you know, I can't say that the game is is bad per se, because like the game, it's got its own issues, like bugs and that sort and of thing. People, but people other people it. might like the gameplay. It's I mean, selling fine. People, people are vehemently in love with that game, like to the point where if you say something bad about it, they don't like you anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, well, that's then, fine. You know, we we may be disliked for this then, <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. You know, it comes down to it's cool that it exists for the people that really yeah. like want to dive into that sort of like window into history. But I feel like it's selling itself is too assured of what history was. Yeah. In some in some cases. So we should probably talk about uh, all the news, get caught up a little bit since we didn't talk about news uh, in last week's episode. But before we do that, I also want to thank Audible for sponsoring this episode of Glitch, please. Uh, audiobooks, they're a lot of fun. Uh, they're great if you are if you want to read books, but you don't have time, you're driving around a lot, or let's say like you're, uh, you want to go for a run. Audiobooks are actually really awesome. That's one of my favorite ways to, to do running because they kind of take me out of my brain and into the book itself. Um, we've teamed up with Audible and they're offering a free audio book with a 30-day free trial. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it. Just go to audible.com slash glitch or text glitch to 500-500. Download a free title and start listening. 
Audible's selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more is unmatched anywhere. You will find what you're looking for. Uh, for uh, example, uh, Ready Player One is going to be out in the theaters soon. If you want to check out the the book uh, by Ernest Klein, it's a lot of fun to read, um, and that is it's narrated by Will Wheaton. That's available on Audible. Um, that, that's how I that's how I consume the book. Yeah, well, it's also kind of funny because Will Wheaton is in the book. Yes. At one point, he's narrating like his own cameos. He's like the president. <laughs> It's like the president of the internet. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a it's a lot of fun. Um, you can go and you can catch like all the references, and then you know what to keep an eye out for in the movie. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. Audible members get a credit every month, uh, good for any audiobook, regardless of price, and unused credits roll over to the next month. Don't like your audiobook? You can exchange it, no questions asked. Get a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial at audible.com slash glitch or text glitch to 500-500. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash glitch or text glitch to 500-500. I also really like sometimes uh, I'll switch between, like I'll be reading something and then I'll switch over to the audiobook version and go back and forth uh, just based on if, you know, like my hands and eyes are free or if only my ears are free. Mm. And uh, it's a nice way to do it. Also, I like being, I, it feels sometimes like I'm being read bedtime stories, and I really like that. <laughs> I never, just, thought, it, I never just, thought of it that way. There's something very comforting about it. Yeah. All right, let's get to current events with the news. <laughs> what? Thing? What? We why is Sonic why fighting, Sonic why, why fighting Sonic Frieza? Frieza? And how can I own that? Seriously, what's up? Where was that from? <laughs> Tell us. It's from Dragon Ball Fighters. Is it, uh, Fighters you unlock Sonic? It's, it? like it's, a, it's a mod. It's a it's PC. A oh, it's a mod. It's a PC mod, yeah. right? There's Man. A, yeah, there's a lot of like fun mods for those games. I think I saw all one kinds with of characters the, that don't belong together. I think together. I saw one with Waluigi. I <laughs> I rewatched the first season of Dragon Ball Z, and I now want to play Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Sorry to derail oh. news. No, you're not. You're not derailing at all. I think well, you can't toss the, something like that on the screen. I expect to get derailed. The the fun glitchy bits are. Are sometimes the the funnest things Random to see. Banter, yeah. yeah. So, a couple things happening uh, in the news. We're getting caught up since we didn't really talk news last week, since it was pre-recorded, and we're not psychics, damn it. Uh, so today we uh, we're going to talk about uh, the industry. Is, the video game industry is starting to respond to the calls to legislate loot boxes. Uh, surprise, surprise. They don't think they should be legislated. That's Great. the short version. Um, also, there is uh, this new game that's uh, that's coming out. It's called Super Seducer, uh, oh. and the case Kinky. of the Wild DMCA. Also, uh, reportedly, no new um, Switch hardware iteration. Not like a Switch 2.0 or like a Switch Mini or a Switch Plus. So, uh, if you've been waiting, saying, "Hey, I'll just wait for the next version of the Switch to come out," maybe don't wait. But we'll get to that. Let's start off with the talk about loot boxes. Okay. So this has been a hot topic. Absolutely. That's putting it mildly. Yes. Uh, there have been different countries looking into whether loot boxes constitute gambling. Uh, if uh, there was a call from um, uh, Hawaii to legislate and regulate loot boxes, saying they shouldn't be, um, you know, the games containing loot boxes shouldn't be sold to people under 21, and the games should fully disclose if they're going to have that kind of mechanic in them. Uh, and there have been, there was a, a call from, uh, it was Congress or Senate, basically to the ESRB saying, you need to sort this shit out or we'll do it. Uh, and so the, um, the ESA, which runs the ESRB, that's the Entertainment Software Association, uh, they've responded. And they have put their solution 
in place, or they've announced their solution, they are going to start labeling, they are responsible for labeling, uh, all games that have microtransactions. However, they are also going to start labeling any game that has any kind of in-game purchase at all with, with the same label. So that means any game with DLC. So basically all games. All games. Yeah, so what? essentially every game is going to have this label. Here's a universal label. Just, uh, it seems like just a ploy to hide loot boxes yeah. amongst everything else. Yeah. Right. Well, keep in mind that uh, the, the ESA is it's an industry body. Right. It's governed by a lot of industry leaders and... Their interest is in protecting. They're the in the industry. pocket of big loot boxes. No, they, 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 <laughs> they are the pocket. Um, you know, so on the one hand, I get it. Like they're not going to be. They're not a regulatory body in of, in and of themselves. They did form specifically to rate games to advise parents what to buy, what not to buy, and they were able to tell retailers, "Hey, don't sell M-rated games to anyone below 17." But um, you know, so they're. The idea of them putting warning labels on boxes is one step towards what's being asked for. Uh, but they, they basically said that they saw no point in differentiating uh, loot boxes versus other kinds of in-game paid content because parents don't get it. Mm -hmm. Because they, they were like, we talked to parents and parents don't even know what loot boxes mean, so that seems pointless. Mm. Um, which seems to me like a bit of a sidestep. Like so take an action to actually educate them? Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, when everyone's a hero, no one will be. <laughs> Incredibles to you, hitting theaters in June, super excited. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it comes down to when you label, when everything is going to contain this label, no one's going to pay attention to right. it. Right, yeah. Which is exactly what, I, you know, I think. It's going to ignore it. Yeah, was, they want. I have, like, just no knowledge on this, but was there any type of pushback like this on, like, the trading card game scene, like, with, like, Pokemon and Magic? So, there actually was. Um, and, Ben, maybe you can look this up for us, because I know there there was a push, and this, not, not a recent push, but mm -hmm. there was a yeah, push for a while to uh, look at whether or not things like blind booster packs yeah. were okay, or if they also constituted unfair gambling. Now, the... Part of the, the difference between what you get with like these physical card packs and uh, loot boxes is that for the most part, you can't sell off what you get in a loot box. The cards themselves do end up with a physical value and you can sell them That's to someone true. else if you, you want. Which So there is a distinction. It's not quite apples to apples, uh, but it has come up in the past. Let's play apples to apples. Ooh, the nice version of Cards Against Humanity. Yes. Uh, so it's, you know, I'm... Do you think loot boxes are gambling? Uh, if it's just based on skins, I feel like that's just an extra thing that you. But you're paying money into a system for, I, I think for uh, like to to pull a to pull a slot machine. I mean, I yes, don't know it, what you're get yeah, it's a gamble. I think it's I think it's a I don't I can't necessarily like equate it to gamble. I don't know, kind of because it's it's just a scummy way to like make people get the shit that they want. Like, I want that specific skin for that character, but I have to buy 20 loot boxes in hopes that I get it. Mm -hmm. uh, which is like, it, it, yeah, it's just scummy. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, I think, I, I, at first when this started popping up, I really didn't think it was gambling. It seemed like a totally different thing to me, but I think as time's gone on, I'm starting to think more and more that it really does equate just to gambling. Well, and largely too, now that we're getting into situations uh, like what uh, Battlefront 2 brought to the fore, which is, the potential to buy an advantage 
If yeah, you, if you can just put in, yeah, if you can put in enough money and get some sort of in-game advantage out, not just looking different, but actually performance advantage, that's, I mean, that's pay to win, which doesn't necessarily uh, make loot boxes as a whole more or less gambling, but does make it extra, extra shitty. As a as a move, I'm trying to think of this gambling still. I'm, I keep going back and forth. It's like I mean, you play a slot machine, right? You put like money in it. You pull the the crank, and maybe you win money, or maybe you get nothing. At least with a loot box, I regardless, mean, you get something. It might not be the thing you want. Yeah. <laughs> so you still get something in return. At the end of the day, like you eventually do get that one thing you want. You can play slot machines all you want, and then maybe not hit the big jackpot, right? Mm -hmm. But if you put Good chunk of money into Overwatch loot boxes, you'll get everything you want. And if you get, if you get duplicates, then you get so like I, the in game currency. But you don't it's get, gambling, you don't get, but you don't get better the odds. equal value of the in game yeah, currency. Yeah, you God. get like a much, yeah. like, when you get start getting duplicates, you're getting like pennies on the dollar right. for, for, the, for the character skins. I think yeah, it is, but another, we're just better odds. Another difference as well being that uh, with these loot boxes, you're never going to get money back out of the right. machine. Um, you know, with. Like casino gambling, um, you know, part of the the mental issue and the lure is that you might strike it big with actual money. Mm -hmm. Like it might, like you are getting money back. They're in tokens so that you then have to exchange for money, but you can essentially get your money back out of that system. So that's another sort of tricky thing. Uh, the ESA is definitely saying that they are not gambling at all. They say um, that uh, they are a voluntary feature in certain video games that provide players with another way to obtain virtual items that can be used to enhance their in-game experiences. So, very PR line there. Yep. Also, um, IGDA, the International Game Developers Association, is holding a, a roundtable at GDC called Censorship Strikes Back. And it's about regulation of loot boxes feeling that regulation of loot boxes could be akin to censorship of video games, mm. uh, which I think is a bit of a stretch. But well, we talked to, we actually reached out to IGDA about it um, and got a response back from them. They're saying uh, that they're specifically concerned about unintended potential to um, like affect games because if you get politicians who don't really understand video games, uh, especially in multiple countries where the laws work differently and there's some weird hazy language, uh, they could, like, say, if they decided to ban all random in-game prizes, that that meant, would mean that, like, if you get, like, random drops in an RPG from a monster or whatever, that that would be illegal now. Oh, God. <laughs> I think What an awful precedent. I feel like the bottom line with this stuff is that gamers, 99% of gamers just don't want loot boxes. Right? And like people should just vote with their wallets and then this can all go away. With Although the, the problem is then you get 1% uh, of consumers yes, right. who are 2% of consumers who are, yes, yeah. uh, who are going above and beyond and spending all the money. I mean, that's the entire concept of the right. way. I mean, loot boxes, that, that does support an addictive habit, mm -hmm. to be honest. I mean, honestly, it to some degree, it relies on creating that that like addictive, that yeah. that gambling high, right? Mm -hmm. That you get, yeah. like that's because you're, that's what makes you do it again. It's, it's what makes you take the chance because you could get that thing you it's, want. You yeah, could. Yeah, it's rough. There are some companies that are going about the right way. Um, I know Siege had the alpha packs, but you can only buy them with in-game currency. Uh, they have the outbreak packs that are coming out, which you actually buy yourself. But um, there's, 
50 items and there's no duplicates. Mm. So if you buy all 50 packs, you get everything. And then you have games like Fortnite where you just buy the cosmetics and they have like a season thing where you get all these upgrades for every level throughout the season. It's like 100 levels. Every time you play, you know, you, you earn XP, you get the level, you get the item, whether it be skins or, or uh, stickers or emotes or whatnot. And you can buy your way up the level. Like, you could just buy all the levels if you want, right? So, like, it runs for a season, which is like a couple months. And you play as much as you want, but say if you don't have the time, you just buy the rest of the levels. And it's all cosmetic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're like, not performance levels. Yeah, it, at its core, it needs to be just cosmetic stuff. It can't be anything yeah, that I, helps you enhance what I'm you're doing. I'm totally on board with games that just will sell you a cosmetic outright. Yeah. Like, I've like, said, I'm a okay with that. Times. With like League. Path of Exile is like, hey, do you want this cool armor set or this effect? Buy it with money. There you go. There it is. Yeah. I'm okay with that completely, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It's hard because it, 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 at, at the end of the day, it is gambling. It creates addictive gambling habits. It definitely can create that in younger kids who are very, you know, easily influenced. So I see the dangers in it for sure. Yeah. Ben, did you find anything on the cards? Uh, it's pretty much exactly what you mentioned on on whether they're gambling or not. Okay. So yeah. I'm so smart. Moving on <laughs> uh, to Super Seducer. Okay. This game's are very cringy. This game, it's honestly, I'm just gonna say I don't like this game. This is a game that's made by some European pickup artist uh, named. I'm already. I'm, I'm hating Richard, this more and more. The more you're Richard talking. It's an FMV game that is. A, it's a seduction simulator. It's basically designed to teach you how to be a pickup artist. Uh, here's the Steam description. Oh. Super Seducer is the world's most realistic seduction simulator. It puts you in everyday scenarios like a coffee shop, the office, a bar, and lets you do practically whatever you want to see how it plays out with beautiful women. Ooh. As you make it, not, not just like, not just like, you know, normal the, women. Not women. They gotta beautiful be, women. They gotta be hot. You deserve it. <laughs> As you make your moves, renowned seduction guru Richard La Ruina uh, provides you with feedback for every choice you make, delving into the psychology and the hundreds of hidden Dang, secrets that separate seduction masters <laughs> from everybody else. So, and so, what, what it comes down to is, it's basically like teaching you how to like pick up ladies. But some of the like you you'll go into a scenario and you'll pick uh, like choose a response, and then like this dude might stop and talk to you and be like, "Here's what you did wrong." You gave her the option to say no. Yeah, dude, it's, it's What you should have done is got in her way so she couldn't leave. It seems like, like a it's wow. scummy game. It's so fucking Was that, Is that a real piece of advice from the game? It's pretty... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. There's, um, there, it, it, you know, there's things like, like, here's what you do is you're not supposed to give them the option to say no. Because then they might. fuck. Um, or, yeah, like, if you, like, make sure, like, you walk in front or, like, you know, basically, like, you're blocking the way so she doesn't try and leave. Holy um, shit! And you know, it's like it's honestly, it's it's very scummy, but it is typical like that pickup artist kind of thing. Uh, and so it's it's basically like you know, if you go to those pickup artist seminars or whatever. Uh, Holy, what does he do? He's picking her up. Well, He's what a am I artist. looking at right now? No, it's, it's, it turns out this game is actually about <laughs> physically. It's very just very up literal women. game. <laughs> um, and so this uh, this game uh, has, has come out or is coming out and sent out uh, re like review codes to uh, people and to YouTubers. And uh, I was hoping we were going to talk about this part. <laughs> yes. Sorry, <laughs> I wanted to rip on the game a little bit. Yeah. But uh, 
he sent one to um, this uh, YouTuber named I Am Patty Jack, who does a series called The Worst Game Ever. Sent him a key. He made uh, an entry uh, in his The Worst Game Ever series called uh, Super Seducer is the Worst Game Ever. And the... Like other people who have made videos about, about this yeah. game, like lampooning it, like Donkey. Uh, I saw the, like the Donkey one, on yeah. Um, Pro Jared's been doing a playthrough series of it. Like it's, you know, it's been making the rounds, but uh, the developer, I guess, um, they're saying that the that title um, gave the game negative SEO, search engine optimization, you know. And so he got into a fight initially in the YouTube comments and then it moved to Twitter. Uh, and Wait, the dev got into a fight? With, yes. with the YouTuber, yes. Oh, okay. Um, is the dev the guy in the videos? Yes. <laughs> oh, of course <laughs> he guy. is. And uh, basically says um, he, <laughs> he DMCA, so he, and eventually the, the developer issued a DMCA. Just normal screenshots. Um, and what it comes down to is he issued the DMCA because he was goaded into it, he wanted, he did it to prove he's not a pussy. <laughs> he's definitely not a pussy. You can tell that guy is, is, is no pussy. There, there are <laughs> like there's screenshots around of of basically the the DM conversation he was having with the YouTuber, being like, "I'm doing this to prove I'm not a pussy." So. Well, I think it looks like the DMCA takedown was finally reversed. It has been lifted. Yeah, in fact, we uh we got a lovely email from I am Patty Jack this morning saying that they, um they the the strike is lifted. The DMCA is off the video, um, and, and thanked us for for covering it. Um, so did the, you the video that we did? Did YouTube undo it, or was the DMCA just withdrawn? Um, he, they did say the developer did say they were going to withdraw the DMCA. Yeah, he only he did chose it, a different he, yeah. option. He he did it to prove he's not a pussy, and then was going to retract it. Just like wow, it, it was just like a power move. So then that, I, guess. I mean. <laughs> That just contributes to the bigger problem with, yeah. with fake DMCA takedowns exactly. on YouTube. Exactly. So it's just asshole. it's a it's a weird situation. Uh, we so we we reached out to the YouTuber who was like he basically said um, uh, he was going to retract it right away, and then uh, Larwin had t uh, told us he goaded me into doing the DMCA, and a member of my staff did it. This was childish, obviously. So on the one hand, good on him for admitting that it was childish and undoing it. But well, I'm hesitant to give too many snaps because it's not how DMCA works anyway. Correct. It shouldn't have been done in the first place. You know, it's it's hard yep. to give too much credit. Uh, but I also am not predisposed to giving this guy more credit than absolutely no. necessary. That was a pretty cringy story. <laughs> it's a cringy game, dude. <laughs> but, you know, and it's He's, like, I, I want to be like, why does this game exist? This should never like, be anywhere. It's a game. Yeah, I know. Like, but technically, like, it makes us all look bad, but technically it has the right to exist. Sure. Like, it's the same uh, as that game, Hatred, right that came out, <laughs> that's like horrific and makes us all look bad, but it has the right to exist. Mm. We can't make it not exist. That's, I'm not you, saying we should. You, you can saying, vote with your wallet. I'm just saying it's yes. And choose whether or not to support. Yeah, dance. like, you can you can say whatever you like, uh, but we don't have and to. And I can buy whatever I like. We don't have to stick around and, yeah. Or not buy. Yeah. Support you with it. It's unfortunate though because then you have like content creators and like Twitch streamers who will, <clears throat> who could possibly like buy this just for the lols, you know, just to, to show off how cringy it is and in that way it shows it to other people and they're like, oh, you know, I'll buy this game too just so I could show yeah. how like, cringy it is yeah. and how terrible it is and whatnot. Yeah, and, and I think that's going to be like the angle most people take with it is like, look at this yeah, horrific thing. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I hope that it doesn't lead to people buying it legitimately, being like, oh, I could really use the tips, because these are not the oh, tips gonna, to take. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see how it does long term. I do think that uh, there are more people who've heard about this game as a result of this whole DMCA issue. Oh, absolutely. We're talking then, about it right now. Yeah, <laughs> then, like we would, I would just not have talked about this normally. But if we've learned anything about, you know, from Jake Paul, any publicity is good publicity. So, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. And his brother. I, can't, can't, can't can't I don't know. I, mean, I don't follow the them. Pauls. The Pauls. The Pauls. Jake, all I, Logan. All I know about all them the is same. that I don't think I like either one. Oh, no. No, no. Um, finally, know. final news Switch. Okay, so yeah. there have been a lot of people saying they might hold out because there would be an inevitable Switch 2.0 mm -hmm. or a uh, new Switch or new Switch XL or right. like basically following the 3DS model of Nintendo life cycle. Because mm -hmm. the 3DS has been through a lot of iterations very, very quickly, oh, right? Yeah. Like basically every year, every other yeah. year, a new 3DS, version of it comes out. 3DS XL, 2DS. Uh, was there also a 2DS there was the 2DS XL? and then there was, yeah, then there was the new 3DS. Uh, oh, right. New 3DS XL, oh, uh, and the then news. the new 2DS, which Jeez. was the which is the clamshell one. Um, so a lot of people were assuming that Switch would follow similarly, that there'd be like a you know a smaller version, or there'd be a bigger version. Uh, apparently, that's not likely, um, and definitely not this year. So they're not going to release like a any like a an iteration on it. Um, according to a report from the Wall Street Journal, the people familiar said expanded Switch features in the coming year could include network-related features and peripherals to be attached to the USB Type-C port. So anything they do, it's not going to be the Switch hardware, it'd be peripherals. Hmm. Um, but they said changes to the Switch itself, like a smaller version of the machine, were unlikely as Nintendo focuses on better manufacturing and shipping of the current model. Um, at an investor briefing in February, Mr. Kimishima, the Nintendo CEO, said he wanted to make the Switch's product cycle longer than the five to six year span that's become customary in the video game console industry, with the exception of last generation, which was uh, unusually Crazy long. Crazy long, yeah. Uh, one person familiar with development plans said waiting longer to introduce variations in the hardware would serve that purpose. Um, so that's what they're they're going to try and keep it more I, stable. I have a feeling that when they eventually do put out a hardware upgrade in like two or three years, I'm definitely going to buy it because it'll include things like wireless headphone support and maybe a bigger screen. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to me that people they, they said support. they're not going to make uh, a smaller one. It's like I don't want a smaller one. No, I want a yeah. bigger one. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm fine with this with like the current size of the screen, but well, it would be I mean, nicer you, to you be. You get some people who like prefer the smaller 3DS because it's more pocket friendly. Sure. As opposed to the 3DS XL, where they're like, I want the I larger screen. We also have bigger hands. I have, yeah. Like, there my hands that. are the size of dinner plates, so <laughs> I'll take anything bigger. Pro controller? Uh, yeah, I use it, but not when I'm on the go. Yeah. You know? It's still another thing you gotta carry. It's, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I would absolutely buy a USB C like thing that just, uh, like a strip that went all the way across the bottom just to keep it level, you know, uh, that added. Wireless headphone support. Yeah. Yep. Please give it to me. Please. As a USB a dongle accessory, that's fine. Please. I just, it just is one of the features that doesn't make any sense to be missing from that hardware, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Uh, but knowing that there's not going to be an iteration coming, are you more, less interested in getting one of the current iteration? Well, I have the current iteration. But like, if you have to like buy it over again, would you? Oh, if I like, like you, you, you jumped. You made the decision. You're like, I'm gonna get it. Um, 
I would, but I, I would, I, mean, I, I wouldn't wait because you're waiting for like an unknown. Yeah. Versus yeah. being able to play a bunch of really good games now. I mean, I, yeah, I think the Switch library sort of proves itself. It's it's an amazing library of games that that console is like. It's my favorite console in many years. I think they're actually coming into a problem now where there's also a lot of stuff releasing on the eShop, uh, and it's actually discoverability is going to become a problem. Their eShop needs to be sorted out big time. Yeah. And there needs to be a virtual console. Yes. 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 Give me some SNES. Well, please. I bought mine's in December, so I'm happy that there's no like new version coming mm. out. Mm-hmm. So, to some soon. degree, it's validating. Yeah. So I'm just like, whoo, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna be forced to buy like uh, some different version. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel better. I worried to some like I when I was buying mine, I was gonna do it anyway, but I worried to some degree that it, I would end up with my 3DS problem, where I was like, oh well, new one's out. Mm-hmm. Guess we're yeah. buying another to one. Switch it out. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but then there'd be the yeah, idea to like reinvest and reinvest and reinvest, which is a problem right now with Switch since all my saves are stuck to that hard. Oh yeah, and then they—they, I mean, they uh, are like that's something that's in in process. In I would assume that would release before is it, they have a new yeah. hardware. It, it is. It is still an ongoing issue. Is there a process for if you switch SD cards out? Because I finally bit the bullet and got an SD card for mine after Bayonetta was 12 gigs. Um, so is there a process for like if I want to get a bigger SD card later, swapping the games to that? Mm, you might have to re-download them? You might have to I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, does it store saves on that too? I mean, I don't uh, know. It you does can not store that. saves on that. Okay. That's right. part of the problem. If okay. it stored saves on it, you could take it out and sure. put it in any other sure. switch okay. and like take your stuff with you. Right. Um, that's why it's so crazy. Is like they almost, with the size of the hard drive being so small, they almost, they expect you to get an SD card. So you, why not? Put this stuff on yeah. one that can be taken out, especially if you have to send it in for repairs or something. You're gonna lose everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a, there it's is on the go console too. There is a process. I see a, a Nintendo support article here about how to transfer data between micro SD cards. Okay, so can't be done without the re-downloads. Cool, that's good news. Um, yeah, because I think only downloads when it's uh, not yeah. asleep. You just put it in Windows or Mac it, and then just oh, drag. Oh, your files over. That's helpful. Oh, sweet, yeah. easy. That's scary. I remember. Uh, Tim, no, because I remember like no, just um having your all the saves like oh, to the hardware. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember a tweet from Tim Gettys like a like a month ago or so. He, he, yeah, that's he right. He left, left it in an Uber, and it was like he was like all my like all my saves, all my te- all the temples, everything, all the items, like it's all locked yeah. there. Luckily, I he got be, it back, but that sounds terrifying. I'd be most bummed to lose Breath of the Wild stuff. Everything else yeah. is sort of like inconsequential, but Breath of the Wild was like over 110 hours. And and I have heard of people sending their Switch in to get repaired, and it came back, and everything was gone. <sighs> and that's, that's like that's not cool. We're like we're now in an age where. Um, I'm annoyed if I have to manually upload a save to the cloud for PSN. I do that because I'm afraid it's an older version regardless, so I always do it. I, like, I, whatever Microsoft's system is has been working for me. Yeah. Uh, like it, they, it's I, fucked me a couple of times. Really? But for the most part, it's okay. I've had it be, I've had it definitely know, like, hey, your, uh, your current save, there's a newer save on the cloud. Do you want, do you want to use this one or do you want to get the newer one? And, like, you know, it, it's checked with me before and mm-hmm. I've been like, oh, well, God. Get the newer one, right. or I've been like, actually, I didn't want that new one. I'm playing on this one, uh, and so it's it's for the most part been really good for me. So Ben's sending me another article. I guess that you can just swap SD cards, and it'll notify you, you need to re-download the game, 
Uh, oh, so you what, you like just, start the redownload? Yeah, you got it. the little cloud icon. Too much. Yeah. Too much download. But you just copy the files. <laughs> yeah. just, just swap. It's easy. Yeah. So, yeah. No new switch hardware, guys. It's going to be all dongles. Give me those dongles. This the, the Apple day, day. the Apple school of upgrades. Uh, <laughs> dongles. The if yeah, that's got to be figured out too cuz with the USB C on the bottom, they're going to have to make like bars essentially that go across the whole thing and keep it levelish, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Or like it's so many attachments that carry around. I know. Uh, yeah, it, but I also it, got my nice like, case. Not if it clams if it's around. It's just the, like a bar. If it clams like around the switch yeah, exactly. or whatever, yeah. Right. If it's just like a nice it's a bottom thing. extender. Yeah, I'd be all about that. All right, so Nintendo do that. We know what we know what we're doing. We are engineers. Mm -hmm. We're not engineers. Don't listen to us. I'm an engineer. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, that I think about does it for this episode of Glitch Please. Thank you again to Audible and Meandies for sponsoring this episode. Uh, they're both really great. You should absolutely check them out. Um, if you are listening to this podcast on a podcast distribution service, please leave us a review and let everyone know what you think. If you're watching this on a watchy place, make sure you give us a thumbs up. Let us know what you think. Uh, does it change whether or not you're still waiting for a switch or if you're just going to go ahead and bite the bullet now? Uh, if you're playing Kingdom Come Deliverance, how do you feel about it? Loot boxes, I mean, Super Seducer, look, there's a lot of stuff that you can Psst. tell us about. Play into the breach. And play into the breach. That's a good game. If you're ever to the first number, check out New Game Plus, our first exclusive post show on the website, and we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>